Hi and welcome to my gospel journey. This is Jackie. I'm going to talk about Psalms 139 but before I do let's quickly pray. Father we thank you and we glorify you. We thank you for the word and we praise you for loving us so much that you sent your only begotten son Jesus Christ so that we could be redeemed. We believe in your son and we thank you for the precious precious blood of Jesus Christ. You are a wonderful wonderful God and without you, without Jesus, we are simply nothing. Please bless all the listeners that have tuned in today to hear the word and we bless those that have spoken the true word from you. Thank you in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. It's interesting actually who we meet um, when we are, you know, out and about in the world and um, I like to say doing our father's business um, and it made me realise just how much uh, people are not only hungry for the truth, but also how misled people are in the word as well. Um, I went to the uh, gym and I was talking to a Roman Catholic um, and I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, I always find the, that these conversations um, strengthen me. I don't always agree with anything that they say actually, but it makes me realise how um, you cannot bend the word. You, you can't manipulate the scriptures. And um, sometimes it is only when we come across certain situations that you realise um, that the Holy Spirit is indeed um, speaking through you. So this guy, let me explain, he was talking um, about being a Roman Catholic. He wanted to identify himself very different to, to being a Catholic, which surprised me because I actually thought um, this was interesting because I thought Roman Catholic and Catholics were the same. But there is a difference and uh, I didn't realise this. So before I go into that, I'll just very quickly mention um, how the conversation went. As I said, I found it interesting because um, he said he believed in re reincarnation. <laughs> I know that kind of surprised me as I had no idea the teaching of Roman Catholics as opposed to Catholics or even reincarnation. But it is sometimes indeed interesting, as I said before, to find out other people's um, beliefs and, and their opinions and how they came to their opinion. Now, after my little research, and it wasn't a big, deep research at all, but the main differences between Roman Catholics and Catholics are that Roman Catholics form the major uh, Christian group and Catholics are only a small group of the Christian community. I know, I was surprised. And uh, this is also called um, Greek Orthodox. It is believed that when Christianity started that only one church was followed. It is also believed that although both Roman and Catholic are part of Christianity, it is also believed that Catholic are a minority compared to the Roman Catholic. I know, it's great, isn't it? I didn't even realise this. You know, you learn something new every day, you know. So when this guy um, was talking to me, he was talking about reincarnation and it really threw me. So I took the opportunity to then explain that I believed in Jesus and that Jesus was manifested from the Father, um, Father God, just as I believe that we are manifested from the Spirit. So I'm going to take you down um, Psalms 139 route. And uh, I think this will give uh, people a deeper understanding, but I'll try and keep it brief. So research has told me that roughly 1.27 billion Catholics worldwide and the Roman Catholics alone have 1.2 billion members. So there's not really a lot of um, differences between the uh, two religions. Now we know that as a born again believer that the word is true. So let's just read one, shall we? 
John 1. The Word became flesh. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human um, descent or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. So that is indeed very interesting. It makes it very clear that um, Jesus, um, in my opinion, was manifested um, from God. And I also believe that our ways are not his ways. We don't understand um uh, this and we don't need to understand it we need to have faith that is what the word is all about so as far as I'm concerned if you've got faith you will believe so if we're going to Psalms uh, 139 I'm going to read out the um, uh, the verse and I'm going to explain what I understand so you have searched me Lord and you know me now this verse is a message um, in my opinion to the Lord Yahweh and this explains that our father has um, examined us thoroughly. God knows us intimately. He knows every hair on our head. And more importantly, he knows our heart. Okay, number two. You know, when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. So our father knows our future thoughts and what we're going to do before we're going to do it. Jesus said in Matthew 10.30, but the very hairs of your head are all numbered. There is nothing hidden from God. He created us. So there's nothing you can say, nothing you can do. You can't hide from God. He knows you. Okay, so number three, you discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. So he knows what we're going to do before we've done it. He knows everything about us. You know, think about it. God gave all power to Jesus, but the second coming. So, so Jesus knew everything except the second coming. John 10, 30, I am the father are one and in, now many people are confused about this and I see it possibly um, a little bit different I'm not saying to all people because um, a lot of people do think like this as well in the bible it says that our ways are not his ways and it basically isn't important um, as I said before except that we need to have faith Isaiah 55 8 to 9 just reading that before we go into the other scriptures for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. But when people doubt, I, I give them this explanation and, and I say, would it actually make any difference? And I don't think it would because they are typically doubting Thomases. And remember, Thomas was a disciple that walked with Jesus. He saw signs and wonders and he still had doubt. 
So as humans, this is possibly our natural instinct to doubt, but we try to convince people and that isn't really our job. We don't need to be convincing, you know, um, in terms of, you know, speaking the word, yes, we need to just speak the truth. But it's, it's not our job um, to be that convincing. Just, you know, we, we just spew the word out and, and God harvests the seeds that we sow. And um, it's important how we sow that seed. And we just have to use scripture. And I think our own testimony um, helps with that as well. Because the glory has to go to the Father. It's not, it doesn't go to us. So it doesn't matter how convincing we are, the glory goes to our Lord. Now, as I said, Jesus was manifested from our Lord Father and God withheld that one little bit of information from Jesus. And that was the day of the second coming. And Jesus didn't know, didn't need to know when he was coming back. He just needed to tell them that he was coming back. After that, it's about faith, I guess. Matthew 28, 18, 20. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. First Corinthians 15, 24. This is really important. I'm going to go back to Psalms afterwards. First, uh, then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father after he has destroyed all dominion, authority and power. Sorry, as he has restored, given it back um, to our Lord Father. We all have a mission, in my opinion, and that is to reconcile back to the Father. Um, our Father will allow things to happen to us. Trials and tribulations are just part of life. And we are to reconcile us back to the Father, just like Jesus did. And we need we shouldn't be bitter about the life that we have. And uh, in my opinion, once you realise that, then it makes it a lot easier to understand your journey. And it's not very nice sometimes. Um, a lot of the time it's not very nice, but we have to remember this is to reconcile us back to the Father. And this is what I understand through reading Psalms 139. Um as I said, not many will fully understand this, but it's only when you read the word for yourself that you get a, a deeper understanding of, of, of what I'm talking about. And that's, as I said, in Psalms uh, 139. So here we go, back to Psalms 139. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. Again, God knows before the word has been written on our tongue, that what we're about to say, he knows what we're going to say or knows what we're going to do. I mean, that's kind of scary that he knows everything about you, but he knitted us. So of course he's going to know. Five, you hem me in behind and before and you lay your hand on me. So this is also very interesting because God hemmed us in, hemmed us in and before and this I understand to be our character, our soul, our everything, our bodies, our eyes, hair, everything. Who we are is because of our Lord Father. Number six, such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. So basically we can't understand because it is not about us, but about the will of our Father. Seven, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? Interesting, isn't it? We can't go anywhere. <laughs> we can't flee from his presence because he knows what we're going to do before we've done it. So he, he knows everything. So we cannot go anywhere without the Father. He knows exactly 
what we're going to do, absolutely everything he knows. So there's nowhere to go. Um, let's have a look. Eight, if I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. I mean, that's saying basically, God is everywhere. You can't go anywhere, absolutely anywhere. So I'm just making sure that, you know, you fully understand that because there is nowhere else to go. That That is it. That, that's obvious. Okay, so let's go to number nine. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. So I'm going to go back um, to 9 to 12, where I was talking about the darkness. I went one step too, too far ahead just then. But that is basically saying that he can see you in the dark. You can't hide from him. You know, um, you can hide from your parents, your siblings, your friends, but you can't hide from the, from the Lord. There's nowhere you can hide. Um, for, so 13 was very interesting in my opinion. Because it says, for you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. And this to me is the most interesting one because it fully explains everything really. Um, and that we have been created by our Lord. He's, he's, he's created our inmost parts, everything, that spot, that wrinkle, everything. God put it there. So if you look at yourself in your mirror and say, thank you, Father, I am wonderfully made. <laughs> Thanks to you. Amen. And that is the truth. We are wonderfully made. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. So what he has designed for us, this we it's not about us. It's about our Lord. This is We are who we are because of our Lord. Um, 14, I praise you because I'm fearfully wonderfully made that I mentioned earlier. Now, this is another interesting part because I really believe uh, we were woven together and everything about us, everything we say, what we're going to do has been woven together. Everything, everything. So there is, there, there is no getting away from that. Absolutely everything. My frame was not hidden from you and I was made in a secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Now the secret place is interesting, isn't it? And um, I wonder if I actually typed in the secret place, what would um, come up? But I'm thinking about this is our DNA. That, 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 has, that to me is our secret place. Some may say it's a brain. Um, I don't think so. I think that secret place is our DNA that has our character. Everything about us is in that DNA. That is us. Um, I'm going to repeat that again. I like that. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in a secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Okay, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book. So we were in the book before we came to earth. 
better one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God, how vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand when I awake I am still with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. That tells me so much, really, because we know we're going to be tempted by the wicked people. We want them to be away from us. It would be so much easier if the Lord just did that job for us. But we've got to do that ourselves. We've got to seek the Lord and ask him um, to do this for us. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. We are asking to be tested. We have asked for these trials and tribulations to reconcile us back to the Lord. That's what that is telling me. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And that is saying to me that you want these trials and tribulations if it means bringing you back to the Lord, reconciling you back to the Lord. Because we were formed our characters were already formed and it will take the trials and tribulations to bring you back to the Lord. And it's not going to be nice that happens, but it does happen. It does happen. I thank you for listening. I hope that made um, sense. <laughs> and um, read one, read Psalms 139. Um, I'm going to read it again now, but without me um, interpreting it this time and see what you think. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me such knowledge is too wonderful for me it is high i cannot attain unto it whither shall i go from thy spirit or whither shall i flee from thy presence if i ascend up into heaven thou art there if i make my bed in hell behold thou art there if i take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from me, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvellous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being imperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet was none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. 
If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men, for they speak against wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee. And am not I grieved with those that rise up against thee. I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Search me, O Lord, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. That really does say it all. That's a different version to the one that I was analysing to make it easier um, for you to listen to. Um, I thank you for tuning in. And um, I'm hoping you will read one Psalms 139 um, to get a greater understanding of that. And the Lord will speak to you through the Holy Spirit in Jesus' precious name. Amen. <laughs>